Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margo Statton. And today is a very exciting episode. In today's episode, we will be chatting about how to hold a successful garage or yard sale. Holding a garage sale can be a wonderful way to get rid of clutter and make a little money while you're at it. I love saying this, and that's your clutter is another person's treasure. How wonderful is that? The end of the summer is a great time to do this. The weather is still lovely, folks are in a good mood, enjoying some possible time off, and getting ready for the fall. This is especially beneficial if you have some items for back to school or seasonal stuff to sell for the fall. If you've ever tried holding a garage sale or yard sale, you probably know that it takes time to organize and plan. And if you're not organized, a garage sale can quickly go from a great idea to a disaster, especially if you're trying to do this last minute. So here are some best practices to ensure that your yard or garage sale is a success. So first and foremost, consider what items you would like to sell. I want to remind you to be realistic about what will actually sell versus what would be a good item to donate. So this does require a ton of planning. You probably currently have boxes and bags sitting in your basement or in your garage. And just because it's packed up does not necessarily mean that it should go towards a garage or yard sale. So you want to be strategic about the type of items that you're selling versus the type of items that are better off just being given away. So, of course, any type of event starts off in the planning phase. So you want to choose a date and time that will attract the most potential buyers. Usually, this is on a weekend. Don't forget to check local regulations and permits if necessary. So again, be strategic about the date and time that you choose, which will attract the most amount of buyers. The next thing that's also part of the planning phase is organization. Before you even start putting things out for your garage or yard sale, you want to sort your items into categories in advance because you want your buyers to have a pleasant, organized, flow-like, functional experience. So your categories need to make sense so that this makes browsing seamless. You don't want people to be like, oh, where do I find this? Or do you have this? Or, you know, you have maybe um, kitchen items on one table, then you have them on another table and another table. You want to group things as seamlessly as possible. The next big one, and this is probably a question that I get the most. Margot, how do I price things? Pricing items for a garage sale can be a bit of an art form. As you want to find a balance between getting a fair price for your items and attracting buyers with reasonable deals. So here are some steps to help you determine how much to sell things for at your garage sale. 
Number one, you're going to have to do a little research. So you want to look online or visit thrift stores to see what similar items are being sold for. This typically can give you a general idea of the price range for your items. You also be honest and be realistic. I know that oftentimes it could be hard because the item is sentimental or, you know, maybe we've invested a lot of money in the item many, many years ago. So you might be tempted to price it at a higher point. I want you to think twice. While it has value to you, things should be priced appropriately for the value of the consumer. And this really takes into consideration the condition. So you want to be honest about the condition of your items. Items in good condition can be priced a bit higher than those with wear and tear. This will lead you to set reasonable prices. Remember that garage sale shoppers are often looking for bargains. Maybe you yourself have shopped at garage and yard sales. So put yourself in the mindset of the buyer. Prices should be significantly lower than what the item would cost new. So generally, we aim for about 25 to 30% off the original price for items in good condition. Obviously, you could do 50%, 75% off for items that are in less than good condition. <laughs> also, when it comes to pricing items, it might be a good idea to group them. So you can group similar items together and offer a discounted price for the group. So for example, you could sell a set of kitchen utensils together for a fixed price. People love getting like four for the price of one, five for the price of one, three for the price of one, right? All of these things, they sound good and they attract the buyer to buy. The next thing when it comes to pricing things is you really want to be willing to negotiate. Garage sale shoppers usually expect to haggle a bit. So be prepared to negotiate and consider having a bit of flexibility in your pricing. The ultimate goal, yes, we want to make a little money, but the ultimate goal also is to rid your home of these items. Also, when it comes to price, you want to have a range of prices to cater to different budgets. So some items can be priced higher if they're more valuable. So these can be your furniture pieces, while others can be priced very low to attract quick sales. Think of this as like the bargain bins at Target when you first come in. Sale, 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 right? Your $1, $3, $5 items. You also want to offer discounts throughout the day. So for example, if your garage sale lasts for multiple hours or days, consider implementing progressive discounts. So for example, you can offer 10% off after the first few hours and then increase the discount as the sale goes on. And then finally, when it comes to pricing, you want to stay open to offers. If a buyer is genuinely interested, but the price is a bit high for them, be open to offers that are reasonable. I'm not saying that you should accept an offer that's like really a low below offer, but at the same time, folks who shop at garage and yard sales are naturally open to negotiations. All right, so next, when it comes to holding a successful garage and yard sale, you want to consider 
and give time and energy to advertising. So you wanna promote your garage sale through social media and neighborhood bulletin boards. And most importantly, especially when you're promoting this on social media or maybe other groups that you're part of, is you wanna mention key items or categories in your advertisements. And specifically, you wanna focus on visuals, right? You wanna take pictures of your big ticket items, right? Pictures sell. So you don't want to kind of slack on this process. If maybe you're someone who is not that great at taking pictures, maybe you have a partner or children or a friend or a French child, right? So this is the era of social media. I feel like kids these days do a much better job recording and taking photos. So maybe a friend or somebody can come by and stage some of your big ticket hot items and take photos of them so you can use them for marketing and promotion purposes. But please don't skip this step. If you promote your yard and garage sale, you're going to attract more people. More people hopefully means more money in the bank because more items have sold. Next, let's talk about signage. So you want to place clear and easily readable signs at intersections and along the route to your house, directing people to your garage and yard sale. If you can, maybe even just take some chalk and draw arrows, right, on the floor, on the sidewalk, directing people to your yard sale. You want to be excited about it. You want to promote it. You literally want to have flashing signs telling people that there's an incredible sale and incredible items just around the corner. Next, when it comes to holding a successful garage sale, it really is about presentation, Presentation matters, so try not skipping this step. Don't just throw a bunch of things in a pile on a table. Display items neatly and attractively. Aesthetics matter. Use tables, racks, and boxes to create a visually appealing setup. The neater and nicer things look, the more appealing and the more buyers tend to gravitate towards it. So try to stem away from having your presentation look overly cluttered. Also, when you're hosting a garage sale, you have to take into consideration safety. So you want to ensure a safe environment by clearing walkways and making the setup flow right? And be easy to maneuver. So like I mentioned earlier, maybe you want to subdivide things by room, by category, and have the flow of your garage sale makes sense. Next up, you want to have a ton of change handy, right? So you want to have plenty of small bills and coins for making change. A cash box or a fanny pack can help you keep money secure. But the last thing you want is to have that hot buyer that wants an item, but you don't have change to give them. And you'll be like, I'll be right back. And by the time you come back, their momentum has died down. And maybe they thought about it a little bit, or maybe they got on the phone with their partner and they decided that they no longer want to purchase the item. When someone's interested, we want to make that sale right away. So don't let not having the right change stand in your way. Next, you want to be a master negotiator. So you want to be open to negotiating prices, especially later in the day. Consider offering discounts for bulk purchases. So if you're somebody like me, I hate negotiating. 
like my mother's actually really, really good at this where like we'll be somewhere and you know, the person will be like, this is $20. And my mom was like, I'll give you five. I'm the type of person that's like, I'll give you the 20. (laughs) But negotiations are everything. The next is customer interaction. And I think that this is something that's often overlooked. You want to be pleasant. You want to greet customers with a friendly attitude. You don't want to be overly pushy. You want to be there, present, available to answer any questions about the items, but you don't want to like stalk them from one table to the other because that is really not an enjoyable experience, right? So you want to be polite, pleasant, courteous, helpful, but at the same time, give them some personal space. When helping some of my clients host their garage sales, one of the things that we have found to be incredibly effective is having both refreshments and good music. Good music creates good vibes. Refreshments are very, very important. We've had garage sales where the owner did not put out refreshments and then obviously those where we did. And I will tell you this, the success rate, the energy, the vibe, and of course, the purchases increased when we offered refreshments and played good music. Now you can consider offering drinks and snacks for sale or for free. And this will automatically create a more welcoming atmosphere. I personally love having a lemonade and water dispenser along with some cookies for the kids. It just makes the experience so lovely. It also will keep your patrons at your garage or yard sale for longer. And then in your final hours, so as the sale comes to an end, consider offering discounts to clear out remaining items. At the end of the day, if the item doesn't sell, unless you're planning to hold multiple garage sales, chances are you're going to be donating the items anyways. Why not offer an end of day sale? And on the topic of donating, also keep in mind having a donation plan is great. And this is really something that you kind of should have on the back of your mind before you have the garage sale, right? If the items don't sell, what are we going to be doing with them, right? So have a plan for what to do with the unsold items, such as donating them to charity or arranging for pickup. One of the more obvious things is the weather plan. So what happens if your sale is outdoors, which most of them are, you need to have a backup plan in case of bad weather. So you might consider postponing it or moving it indoors if you can. And if you're going to be postponing it, have a date in mind so then you can get back on social media, right? Or the various advertisements that you did and say, you know, rainy weather, garage sale will take place on X, Y, and Z date. It's also important to note security. So keep an eye on your valuables and cash and have someone trust help you during the sale. I would hope that you are also not holding this garage sale on your own. The more people strategically on deck, the better, the more streamlined. I'm not saying you should have like 20 people. That maybe is a bit too much. Um, But with that said, you should have designated members of your family or friends and whoever is helping you out be responsible for a specific area. And finally, my hope is that you had an incredibly successful and lucrative garage sale. So you want to tackle post-sale cleanup. 
So after the sale, clean up the area and properly dispose of any unsold items. So you'll have categories of things that'll immediately go into the trash or recycle, as well as categories that will go for donation. So there's still work to be done, right? You had such a hard day. You worked so hard from morning to late afternoon or night, and you still have to clean up. So this process will be much more seamless if it was part of your planning process. So know exactly what you're going to do with the items. And of course, have additional garbage bags and boxes on hand for easy cleanup and pack up. So that is everything you need to know in order to hold a successful garage or yard sale. Plan it, execute it to perfection, be reasonable about the prices that you set, and most importantly, create a fun, inviting atmosphere so your patrons are having a good time while they're shopping. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck with your sale and always remember to be good to yourselves.